Hey, hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Ho, ho, ho. Happy techie holidays. We're really living it up this year. Well, <laughs> the end of the year, actually, on Technobabble. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me always is Rich. Hey, hey, hey. Joining you on my jerry-rigged um, uh, microphone setup here that I've got going on. This is uh, interesting. Hopefully, the next time that you hear us, uh, we will sound much better as the last couple times you've heard us have been a little up and down. So hopefully we'll get everything ironed out soon with some more changes in the new year coming. Yep, 2019. Hopefully will be a better year for our sound quality. We've only been at this for what, four, four years? Not to mention our and... brand. Yeah, four years and still trying to keep some stable sound. Which I managed to achieve on all my other podcasts. Well, admittedly, we took like a three-year hiatus in that four years. Again, not my, not my, uh, not my fault. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, here we are for the end of the year, and um... and so this is New Year's. And what have we done? Uh, we've done a lot of things. Motherfucker. We've revived Technobabble. We did. Uh, we killed Geek Fallout. <laughs> we brought it back yeah, just to say, all right, we can bring it back. Yeah. Bang. And then we killed it. And then and then we brought back Technobabble. And now we're going to be killing Technobabble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to the final episode of Technobabble. Um, we're 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 not ending the show, but we are changing the name and the branding. Um, we will have all the information uh, probably on our next episode all ironed out. But uh, we're going to be called uh, Techno Chatter, or was it Tech Chatter? Which one did you like? I forget. Did we even I figure think Tech this Chatter out? less syllables? Oh yeah, tech check chatter. There we go. Tech chatter. I, I did pl I did plug it as techno chatter on the graveyard shift, but I did have a beer in me. So <laughs> one beer, you're so funny. I, I had a beer, so yeah, there's that. But uh, yeah, so oh, that I, be... I was on the beer and brewskis podcast, so I I cracked open a Coors Light and just thought, okay, well, I I gotta prepare because I take my podcast shit seriously. I didn't even know Nobody that you mentioned drank. beer once. I don't. Oh, well, that, that would explain a lot then. That's really funny. But yeah, so it's called, uh, we are going to go with uh, Tech Chatter. That's C-H-A-T-R, uh, Tech Chatter. And that will be going forward starting in the next episode. Uh, the feeds, uh, the anchor feed will remain the same. The uh, old Geek Fallout feed slash Pop Chatter feed slash Technobabble feed will be switching to... Uh, another podcast eventually and uh so just keep uh keep on checking the anchor feed as that is where uh tech chatter will be living from now on well with that being said we'll move right on into uh some of the top tech stories of the year or at least uh what i personally consider to be some of the 2018 worldwide favorites and uh mike i'm just kind of gonna go through these and we can quickly comment on some of them um you know, here or there, but we're not really going to go into too much uh, crazy detail on anything. It's just kind of a, a look back of the year of 2018. So one of my favorite things that uh, happened this year was the Google I.O. event where they announced that they would be helping to put a stop to spam calls with their spam call filter, which will basically have 
your Google Assistant answer your phone for you and transcribe the conversation that is happening live on your uh, screen so that you can see if it's actually a real person or if it's just a spam call. They're also going to be using the Google Assistant through Google Duplex to be reserving tables, making appointments for us, which is really cool because I've always <laughs> wanted to have my own personal assistant. And Hello, finally, Rich. I have the Prince of Nigeria on the line. <laughs> Would you like to help him transfer funds? Exactly. See? And th this will help avoid that. Uh, and, and personally, my favorite uh, Google innovation of the year when it came to Google I.O. was Google Night Sight. Now, Mike, you've seen, I've shown you some pictures of uh, Night Sight versus non-Night Sight. You, you've seen the, uh, the difference between them. It's, it's pretty incredible. I absolutely love Night Sight, and I can't wait to uh, have Google Duplex either. Like, that's just going to be incredible. So Google having quite the year, uh, the Google Pixel 3 also is uh, out and, you know, right up there on top as usual. Apple came out this year uh, recently and they have an ECG app, I think it is, for their watch, which basically allows you to monitor your heart for any murmurs or abnormalities, which is freaking crazy. Although, you know, the watches do cost like, what, $600 or something like that? So really, like... You could get your own echocardiogram like machine. Exactly. Like if it if it's not doing something like that at that price, like it's doing something wrong. Um, so I guess good for Apple. Uh, In-screen fingerprint scanners are beginning to be a thing with the rise of, uh, you know, edge to edge screens and trying to get rid of pretty much everything we can on the front of a phone. Uh, we're now starting to see in-screen fingerprint scanners. Have you seen any of these, Mike? Uh, no, I still have the fingerprint scanner that's an actual button with, I guess it has a, uh, I guess, a, a tiny mini camera in it uh, so I can see my thumbprint when I unlock my phone. Something like that. Um, however, this new in-screen fingerprint scanners, they're literally uh, fingerprint scanners that are embedded in the middle of your screen. Not literally in the middle, but like they're embedded in your screen, like behind the LCD panel itself. So you put your thumb on the screen and it reads your thumbprint over the screen. So now you don't even need a button anymore. Wow. It's pretty intense. Uh, there's already, I think, about three or four phones that use them. Uh, mostly um, Chinese manufacturers, Taiwanese manufacturers, stuff like that. There haven't really, like, you know, it's not like Google or Apple is, is jumping on board yet. I think uh, OnePlus uh, announced that they're going to be doing it with their next phone, I believe, which is pretty interesting. Um, OnePlus is a pretty... Uh, reliable brand that people have come to know over the past few years is you know giving you a lot of uh, oomph for not a lot of dollars so mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting and speaking of a lot of dollars as if people didn't have enough finger smudges on their fucking screens already ex as if people didn't have enough finger smudges they have even more because of things like Fortnite. Fortnite is making bank and putting fingerprints on screens everywhere because they released their iOS and their Android app this year. Uh, it's also available on the Nintendo Switch, the Xbox One, the PS4, uh, PC. I'm pretty sure you can get it running on a Mac. Like, Fortnite is everywhere. In fact, my uh, young cousin, 
who's, I believe, about 11 years old, got Fortnite Monopoly for Christmas this year because, as I said, Fortnite has taken over everything. It is everywhere. It's insanity. Don't they not do merchandise, though? Uh, Well, I guess they do because there's tons of Fortnite everything around. You can get T-shirts. You can get bags. You can get hats. You can get, you know, cell phone chargers with the Fortnite stuff on it. You can get anything Fortnite nowadays. I wonder they if that's Fortnite like... on everything. I wonder if that's like officially licensed or if it's like those uh, Calvin pissing on a Ford logo decals where it's like, yeah, you can get it, but it's oh, not it's really definitely like... officially licensed. A hundred percent. And uh, speaking of Fortnite uh, licensing, um, we've had now three different people suing the makers of Fortnite for including their personal dance moves. Uh, the most popular of which, at least the most, the only person I've ever heard of is uh, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, Carlton. Yeah, Ribeiro. Alfonso Ribeiro is suing them for having the Carlton dance in the game. Uh, so that also happened in 2018. That was. I can't imagine he copyrighted that fucking dance. Uh, I think it's. I think it's just because it's a part of his, his uh, intellectual property as a character. <laughs> i.e., his. I.e., one of his few distinguishing marks. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, and speaking of intellectual properties, mergers are still alive and going strong with, um, three of the biggest, uh, trying to happen slash happening in the United States right now. We've got, uh, Fox and Disney's near what, 80 or $90 billion deal, uh, going through AT&T has been confirmed, uh, last I heard to, or, uh, been allowed to take over, uh, and merge with Time Warner and Verizon and Sprint look like they finally might be merging together to be taking on uh, T-Mobile. I guess is the other big it's one in the states. It's not unusual to conglomerate with anyone. So yeah, that's huge news, especially the Fox Disney um, acquisition uh, that I believe is going into full effect on January first, and that is going to really affect a lot of different things because if you think about it that's like that's the reason that we're losing um a whole bunch of stuff because fox um fox and disney own a lot of different uh both television and movie um properties correct and then now disney's going to be launching its own uh streaming network in 2019 to compete with things like Netflix. So we've lost now all of the Marvel shows off of Netflix. They're going to be pulling all of the Disney stuff. They're going to be, and that includes even things like Pulp Fiction, because Pulp Fiction is made by Disney. Um, <laughs> but then they're also going to be pulling everything from Fox as well. So, you know, that's going to, and, and like, we're going to lose all the Star Wars, all the Marvel, Simpsons, all the, Family Guy, Bob's like Burgers. Simpsons, Family, yeah, Babbly, everything all gone. And then on top of that, now that Disney also bought out Fox, that also means that through Fox, they have a controlling share in, guess what? Hulu. So does that mean that Hulu's going to be shut down and everything on Hulu, which includes things like, what was it, NBC, uh, ABC, I think CBS pulled out because they made their own with the Star Trek thing, right? Um, but like, that's a whole lot of things that are going to be centered in this new Disney streaming online service. This is going to really hurt netflix and this is why you've been seeing them come out with so many original projects recently because they kind of have no choice 
So with Fox and Disney merging, or at least in their media departments, does that mean we can finally get to see the X-Men and the Avengers join up? What? Or at least see mutants in the Marvel Universe now? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's kind of a hope. But at the same time, uh, I think it's going to take a couple of years, really, to hammer that out in... You know, what I mean? like it's not like they're just gonna shoehorn in Wolverine into Endgame. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, Hugh Jackman isn't showing up in Endgame to save the world. Oh no! Know? But like, it, when they do incorporate, like, we have to restore the world, and then boom, Wolverine shows up, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Well. That would I mean, be great. Like the Fox universe gets merged with the Marvel universe because they didn't quite completely properly undo the finger snap. They kind of like incorporated a different Marvel universe and sandwiched that in. First of all, I don't really know what you're talking about because uh, I don't pay attention to spoilers or trailers or anything like that. But I think the best that they can do right now is to basically just have um not even cameos yet. They have to start off with like mentions or something, right? Like, well, like the Fantastic it, Four. We might actually get to see the Fantastic Four done adequately. Yeah. If it's well, done I mean, by Marvel. There's, there's a whole lot that could happen from this because that means that, I mean, like, while technically Disney will own Fox and Fox owns these properties and Disney owns Marvel. So technically that means that they're all under the same umbrella and Marvel can use them. They are still different functioning companies under an umbrella company which still means that they have to make contracts to be able to use these with each other even though they're owned by the same conglomerate i believe so i mean it's still going to take a little while to we don't we don't, we don't want to be sued by our own lawyers yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> official uh, statement by disney yeah exactly and speaking of uh, lawyers and going to court uh Apparently, ZTE is good, but then Huawei is bad, and now ZTE is bad again, and they're all spying on us. It's that the Huawei um, controversy has been going on all year long, um, and it, it only got worse when they arrested the uh, that person up in Canada. Which, yeah, the CEO's you know, daughter, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. The CFO or something like that, right? What the like fuck that, right? was up with that? Oh, it's insane. And then Trump was... Are they spying was, on you, you know, with the cameras in their phones now? Or? So ZTE was officially banned by, um, I guess, the government in the United States for a, um, a little while. And then Trump went back and tried to unban it. Uh, and then they went after Huawei after they unbanned ZTE. But now they're rebanning ZTE again. Like, it's they really don't have no idea what they're trying to do. It's what absolutely insane. What does ZTE insanity. do? They're another Chinese company, so it doesn't matter what they did. They're not American, and if they're not American, then they ain't, they ain't right, I guess. Well, they well they they did fabricate global warming, so they there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. But speaking of fabrication, Bitcoin has been on the fall in 2018, going from a, a near high of almost twenty thousand dollars, or just over twenty thousand dollars in twenty. Uh, 17 early 2018 to a fall of almost five thousand dollars wow who knew is, something uh, that doesn't exist could be inconsistent and fail exactly they're saying that 2019 uh it could go one of two ways it's either going to go and 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 make even less money or it's going to become uh popular again and make even more money and i'm like really somebody got paid to say that you basically just said anything can happen 
And you just got paid for that? So that's, that is Because that's what just, people want in their currency. Uncertainty. It's just ridiculous. But you know what people do love? They love the notch. That is what they love. And after the offshoot of Google uh, made the Essential PH1, Essential Phone 1, which quiz I actually bought for my wife as a Christmas present, uh, that was the world's first phone or at least their first mainstream-ish phone to have a notch. Uh, then the iPhone X copied it. We also have new phones in 2018. Basically, everybody's doing it. We've got the LG G7, the OnePlus 6, the uh, Xiaomi 8, the Asus Zenfone 5. Uh, there's just so many phones that are now copying this notch. It is everywhere. The Google Pixel 3 has a notch. Are you going to explain what this notch is? Well, you know, the notch on the top of your phone. Everybody knows what a notch is. It's where the selfie camera is. Well, a notch is what you put in your bedpost after you, after you score another good date. Uh, well, we're not all, um, uh, you know, chauvinist pigs like you, so we don't all do that. <laughs> I, I also <laughs> managed to forego that by not having a headboard. <laughs> or dates. Or a bedpost or... Yeah, you know, anyone to occupy the bed. But what, <laughs> but, but what is the notch? Like like you said, it was like an extra camera on the phone or something? Well, no, it's just like because everybody's trying to go edge to edge screens. So that's basically they can't go full edge to edge if there's a camera in the screen. Well, right? they have fingerprint so scanners the, in the, the LDC, screen. So. The LCD has to go around the camera. At least that was the 2018 story. Apparently the 2019 story already they're saying... The cameras are going to be underneath your LCD display. Well, yeah, it figures. If you can have a, a fingerprint scanner in your un, under the LCD, then that's just another camera. Exactly. And the other, the other thing you could actually do is you could go the Oppo way and just have a, um, a hardware fix where basically when you want to use the selfie camera, it pops out out of the top of the phone. Huh. Just the whole phone slides up a camera, so you so, could also do that. So the notch isn't a uh, a camera that's embedded in the in the screen yet. You mean underneath? No. Well, that'll be then. There won't be a notch once that becomes a thing. Have you so, seriously never heard of a notch? You have no link on it, and you only say notch. Have you never seen an iPhone X? No. Just Google iPhone X. Google Essential P. Google any of them. How do you have never seen a notch? Because I already have. A, I already seen. have a smartphone. Why would I look for another one? It's not a matter of looking. It's a matter of being in touch with the mod. You run a tech podcast. How have you never heard of the notch? Jeez. I don't know. Maybe maybe if someone went to Patreon.com/slash/chatter, then they would be. Then so I they might can be pay more you motivated. to be lazier. <laughs> no, they can pay me to not be lazy. Uh, well, some of the other uh, pretty crazy things that have happened this year is uh, IBM is still going at their AI and their computer, their supercomputers. I remember back when I was younger, it used to be, oh, now we've got a robot that can play chess. And now we've got a robot that can beat a human at chess. Now we've got a robot that can play Jeopardy. Now we've got a robot that can beat Jeopardy. Well, now they've got a robot that can beat a human at debating. Um, that is pretty intense, almost as intense as the passing of Stephen Hawking this year. 
uh, died at the age of 76, I believe it was. A uh, sad story. Uh, he's one of the world's most prolific minds uh, in the history of the world, for sure. He will live up there uh, in the annals of, you know, intellectual heroes that we have in the world, of, you know, with names like Tesla and Einstein, um, that Eureka guy, Plato probably, um, you know, Napoleon maybe, I don't know. Oh, the smart people, you know, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, because everybody knows the pig from Animal Farm. Napoleon. I don't know. Also, there's a Tesla Roadster in space. <laughs> Speaking of pigs, I don't really know how to do that one, but uh, I've never seen Animal House, so I will move. Animal, animal Farm, House. you dink. Animal Farm, I'll move right along since I've never based seen it. Based on the George Orwell novel, it was basically a cartoon about like communism, but like with animals running their own farm. No, that sounds like something they would have forced me to do in high school, so I probably avoided it. Yeah, maybe. However, something, I think something I that I didn't school. avoid was the Tesla Roadster going into space. There we go. Okay, um, so, they, so Musk shot one of his cars into orbit? Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, through SpaceX, um, which launched its first rocket actually into space and not just into the the cusp of space this actually went right out into space and they launched a prototype or a concept of the new tesla roadster that will be coming out in the next couple of years and that is now up in space with spaceman x in, in a driving place it. with no roads exactly you couldn't you, know, you have called not, it the spacer not to mention the fact that that will eventually come crashing down to earth so hooray safe i guess where he's going he doesn't need roads Exactly. And um, for the final crazy worldwide thing of 2018 is the electric scooter wars uh, took over in the United States. Mike, did you hear about this? I don't know. Is this like a bunch of a bunch of bloated Americans crashing into the rascals? Not quite, although that would be far more interesting. This is a bunch of hoity toity hipster Americans um basically having no respect for companies or other people and um being assholes on the road and giving these companies kind of a bad name not to mention these companies giving people the ability to do these things and give themselves a bad name uh basically you have companies like lime uh, as well as others who are flooding the market with these electric scooters that uh, just kind of sit on the street and people go up to them, scan a code off of it, and I guess it charges their credit card for every kilometer or for oh, the amount so it's of time. Like rented, so it's like rented bikes? Yes, exactly. But they are scooters, and a lot of them, uh, the biggest thing that people were getting pissed off about is the fact that uh, they don't actually have like a set um, rack that you put them on like you don't have to go okay well like this place there's a rack two blocks away from where i'm going so i have to go there and drop it off and then i have to walk the rest of the way no you just leave the scooter wherever it is and it has gps which automatically updates onto their website and their app and people can just walk to the nearest one whether it be on the side of the road whether it be you know um in a back alley somewhere 
or somebody's run over it, thrown it into a river, whatever. They can't they just, just you, get. They can't just you use leave it them to, wherever. They can't just use the. They can't just use the GPS to make it drive itself back. I mean, don't we have self-driving cars? Uh, well, you know, Uber did have that one little snafu this year by killing somebody with a self-driving car. So you know, that oh my gosh, no one has ever crashed a car and died before. I know it's a bit. We've ridiculous, been doing so. it for over a hundred fucking years. It does it once, and there's a fucking congressional hearing about it. I know it's so ridiculous. It's so like what happened when the first cars were being put on the road. You know what I mean? Like we're only used to now, uh, you know, more safe things, like more safety and whatnot, right? Oh, no, so... these these metal boxes can go up to fifteen kilometers an hour. It's outrageous. You could kill someone at that speed exactly so it's a bit ridiculous um but to move on our favorite headlines mike um i challenged you to find your favorite tech headline of all of 2018 um what did you come up with what do you got for us well my my favorite headline of the year has to be uh what I simply call what the Zuck. Hmm? Where Zuckerberg was called to Congress, and I firmly believe this guy had a lot to answer for, but it turns out the American Congress is not the people to be asking the questions to be answered. Because their questions were pretty much like my dad. And they were basically saying, like, okay, so you, you got this thing, and when you fire it up, I like, we're, like you got all these decals all over the place, and you, you, you got the buttons, and, you know, can't you just clean this up so it's nice and clean? And, and like, he, like, he's got this look on his face. Not only does he look like Lieutenant Commander Data having a short, but he, but he also looks like he knows that he should be getting raked over the coals, but nobody has brought a rake or coals. Like when Senator Orrin Hatch asked him, "Ocean Master, what the fuck?" I don't know. I just hear the name Orrin and I think of Ocean Master. Sorry, I just saw Aquaman the other day. I got Aquaman on the brain. He's so dreamy. Uh, the only thing, the only thing wetter than the audience is his home. Yeah, or me. <laughs> so, like he, uh, like Senator Orrin Hatch showed that he was fit to ask Zuckerberg what, like why, like all this, like why are you here? By basically asking, how do you sustain a business model in which no one pays for your service? Because. He, this guy didn't get the concept of ads. So Zuckerberg had to say, Senator, we run ads before breaking into a tiny smirk, which is him basically saying, oh, thank God, I thought I had to, I thought I had to deal with someone competent. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Some of the things that they were asking him were just ridiculous, like just pure common sense at this point. And it's just, it just goes to show you that, um, you know, the people running the country really know nothing about, um, you know, the technologies that the majority of the country is using to communicate and share with each other um, information. 
You know what I mean? So it's it's just ridiculous that uh, they would even ask him most of those questions. I, however, have an even more oh, entertaining headline. Uh, before you before you get there, there was there was just ones where uh, where John Kennedy was asking. He began by saying that Facebook's user agreement sucked. And then he listed off a number of steps of that Facebook should take to improve data privacy, only to be told by Zuckerberg that those measures were already in place. <laughs> He's like, are you willing to go back and work on giving me a greater right to erase my data? Uh, Senator, you can already delete any of the data there, or you can delete all of it. Are you willing to expand my right to prohibit you from sharing my data? Uh, Senator, I believe you already have that control. Are you willing to give me the right to take my data off Facebook and move it on to any other social media platform? You can already do that. And one guy... <laughs> uh, Orrin... Uh, no, uh, Senator... Fuck, uh, Deb Fisher asked, How many data categories do you store, does Facebook store, on the categories that you collect? This is an actual question by somebody who is not... Uh, not not senile, legally legally declared yet. Asking that, and Zucks, uh, can you clarify what you mean by data categories? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like I think the only so one ridiculous. that knew what they were talking about was uh, Kamala Harris, who pressed him on how to uh, how Facebook tracked their user activity. So only one person in the entire Senate actually came understanding what the fuck was. He, what, what, I mean, bad enough that 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 Zuck that Zuck didn't know why he was there. They didn't even know why they were there. It's because they're idiots. Like I said, they don't understand any of it. Who it's knew? Ridiculous. Who knew that a bunch of old men all over fifty? wouldn't understand how a social media platform works or why it's in legal trouble. Well, exactly. And, and this is exactly what I'm saying. Like for my headline, even um, people just tend to see the surface and completely freak out and take it out of context. Right. So Elon Musk was on uh, the Joe Rogan experience, which I am an avid um, subscriber, listener, viewer of. Uh, I love watching it. I love listening to it, whatever. Like, he, he's incredible. His interview skills are great. The people that he gets on are all over the map from, you know, um, like health nuts or, you know, doctors of health to, you know, science. He had Neil deGrasse Tyson on a couple times. Like, he gets everybody. It's amazing. Yeah, that's but great. But have you ever tried DMT? What? You know, that's what Rogan keeps saying on his uh, thing. D didn't you see that meme where he's like, "That's crazy." Have you ever done DMT? No, I don't. I don't look at memes. I don't waste my time with that. Well, it's about Joe Rogan, so you know. I thought that you would be aware of it. Uh, no, I have no way to be aware of it. I don't really use social media that much. It's not social media. It's his show. Okay. Yes, but to see the meme, I would have to see it on social media. Well, he's not going to put it out on his show. It's when he had he's uh, not Eric Weinstein. It's when he had show. Eric Weinstein on the show. Weinstein was just talking about some shit, and he just cuts him off. And he goes, "That's crazy, man. Have you ever done DMT?" I might have seen that. I don't know. Was, anyway, 
He had uh, Elon Musk on his show, and uh, they were talking about so many amazing things, like all the different ideas that Elon Musk has, all the different things that, uh, you know, that he, he was leaving a couple hints as to what uh, he might be coming out with next, uh, talking about the tunnels that he's trying to create underneath Los Angeles, talking about the, the Hyperloop, the SpaceX, Tesla, the Boring Company, like all these different things. And um, as he does... Rogan lit up a big fat joint. He offered it to Musk after they've been drinking, I think it was a whiskey, um, neat, the entire show. They've both been sharing whiskey, neat. You know, no ice, no nothing, just boom. And then uh, he gives him, he hands him the marijuana and Elon says, oh, is this legal here? Yep, it's California, you can totally have it. And he goes, you know what? Weed's never been my thing. I don't like things that, uh, that make me, you know, anti-productive or whatever like it's it, it, i i'm not very productive when when i use it but i also don't really like get high like it just doesn't affect me that much it just makes me lazy and i don't like being lazy so he takes one puff and goes eh, all right sure whatever and passes it back and then because of that one puff people just assume that now he's some crazy fucking pothead and that you know he can't come up with uh, any ideas he can't be a good ceo he can't run his own company just because he took one puff of a joint and said that he didn't even like it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, how dare so someone experience something and form an opinion. Exactly. And not only that, but I mean, like, with all the, the rest of the show, if you want, it's like a three and a half hour long show, right? They took a 10 second, not even 10 seconds, it's like five seconds of the show where he smokes the weed and is smiling at Rogan. And they're like, oh, he's a pothead. But if you listen to the rest of the show, he's coming up with all of these amazing things that are going to help move human society forward. And yet the only thing people can think of is, oh, he smoked weed. Like, so I saw one theory that said like Musk actually did that on purpose to drive down Tesla stock prices so that he could buy them up himself. Oh, yeah, there was a whole bunch of that going on. And then all the... All the things that he was saying on Twitter was all to do that sort of stuff too. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, to me, I, th I think we, I think we can both agree. Crazy stories. I think we can both agree that the best part of this whole Musk, uh, Musk Zuck debate was the uh, the Musk Zuck rap battle that came from it. Oh, yes, that was quite entertaining. You did send that to me, and I loved it. Um, that was great. Oh uh, yeah, the way they got, oh uh, the guy, how they got nice Peter to look like Zuckerberg and never blink through the for the entire video. Oh my gosh, so funny! It was really good. And speaking of uh, things that are really good, Mike, do you want to head into our favorite tech of 2018? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> well, you know how much I love my headsets, right? My headphones, all the things that I want that I'll never be able to afford. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, on the last episode, you were talking about uh, a, a headset, too. Yeah. So why change now? So just for all the tech because inclined. Interesting. Hmm? Nothing. Nothing. Continue. So for the whatever, we have the Jabra Elite 65T. Now, whatever the Jabas are, they're these, uh, usually I like my headphones to be connected. 
I don't like the idea of these little pod things because as long as there's a nice tether between the buds, if one falls out, I'm good. So, like, like these are nice. They got Bluetooth 5 in them. They've got a whole bunch of uh, great things. They got, like, five hours of battery time. They even have, like, a, a charging case that you can carry them in so that they're charged on the go, which is great. So they're basically an exact copy of the Apple Buds, except that they're by Jabra and they're black and they're much sleeker looking and more i would say they're more industrial looking yeah than the than the apple ones i like the carrying case that's a battery that's that's fucking sweet that's dope as fuck oh yeah for sure we actually uh we got my wife a pair of uh um all not not like these exactly because there is a wire between them but uh it also has a little tiny clip case thing that you can uh put onto it that gives it an extra four hours of uh, battery life, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> these ones are just all over the top of the year. Everybody's been talking about these ones, though, because, you know, 2018 is kind of the year of true wireless headsets, if you think about it, because 2017 was the year of the Apple wireless headset. Uh, they came out and everybody wanted to be fully wireless. And now... <laughs> I mean, there's so many this year, but uh, these are, at least according to a bunch of the reviews out online and, and, you know, what everybody's saying, these are probably about the best you can get. So I'd say that's a pretty damn good choice. How much do they go for, Mike? Uh, 220 Canadian, which is a, a, a nice steep price to pay for something that could go flying out of your head if you get startled and turn around. You know what? That's actually not that bad considering the Apple ones, I believe, are $250 or $299. And uh, I mean, I don't know about these ones specifically, but I know for a fact that like the Apple ones, you put those in your ear and like you can be working out, running around and they won't budge. So, I mean, like the engineering that goes into these is, is uh, quite good. They don't come out. I've been using wireless earbuds uh, for years now, probably for about four Four years now, I've been using wireless Bluetooth uh, earbuds, not just headphones, but earbuds. Um, and I've never had a problem with them coming out of my ears. Hmm. Uh, I seem to be the so lucky you're one. You're just, uh, well, I'm, have, you, have you ever used a pair of them? I've got uh, earphone. I've got wireless earphones that, uh, I don't know if I can send you a picture or not. I can't even find the damn well, things. What's the company? Uh, these are Empow. Oh well, there's your there's your reason. That's not a good company. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I mean, like, like 20, I'm sure they're. I got one for like twenty five bucks. Yeah, there you go. There's your problem. You spend twenty five dollars on something and you expect it to work. Well, I expect it to you be. You got to spend at least fifty, seventy, a hundred. You know what I mean? Like I spent, uh, I want to say like fifty or sixty on my last pair of Skull Candy Bluetooth headsets that, and that that was like around the neck style. And then they had the earbuds that came up from a little, like, almost like a necklace or something. Like, it, it rests on the back of your neck sort of thing, right? Yeah, that's what and mine are. I they upgraded have, like, a nice... to a newer model. Hmm? Yeah. And, they, like, it has the battery in it and everything, right? And I upgraded to a newer one now, which is even lighter and even thinner and smaller. And the earbuds are smaller and the cord is thinner. And they still don't come out of my ear or anything. I love them. And they were only, like... I think uh, $60 or something. So you got to pay at least $60, $70. So they're separate buds, decent. yours. 
No, mine is connected uh, via a, um, a neck brace. Uh, well, they've got those too. Uh, like the Jabra 65E. That one has like, got 13 hours. It's got ANC and equalizer for the headphones. An IP54 rating while the Jabra Elite 65Ts have an IP55. And well, these ones with the little neck brace on the back are $259. So that neck brace is like an extra $40. But it's got the volume control on the side. Oh yeah, a question about these buds. How do you control the volume on them? Like, like are you just going to be doing them on the, the, the phone itself? My guess is you tap. You probably tap the side of it. I know that with the uh, the Apple ones, they have that as well, where you can uh, tap part like the front of it, the back of it, or swipe or something like that. That was another uh, part of the um, what was it? The the Google Pixel Buds also had that, where the surface of the headphone was a trackpad, so you could swipe forward to go to the next song, swipe back to go back, uh, swipe up, volume up, volume down. Tap once to answer, tap twice for your Google Assistant, stuff like that. So, but I mean, um, all I see wireless here, headphones are all the rage. All I see here is that they auto pause when one earbud is taken out of the ear. So yep. that's kind of convenient. That a, yep, and I know the uh, the Apple ones also do the same. So I don't uh, see anything else yeah. for their controls though. Well, you could do it on your phone. Who cares? You're going to have your phone in your hand anyway. Yeah, maybe. But one thing I like about having my headphones that have the uh, the little button in the uh, the wire that connects them is something I can just easily yep. grab and keep my phone zipped up inside my coat. I don't have to go fishing oh, for, for it. Oh, for sure. So, so the ones that I have are almost exactly like the Elite 65E, which are the ones that you were talking about, except that they're by Skull Candy and they're much, 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 much cheaper. Uh, the ones that I have are water and dust resistant as well. I think they're IP uh, 60 something. So they're not like crazy like these ones are. But uh, I get like between four and 10 hours battery life on my headphones, depending on what the volume is I'm listening to and the consistency. Um, and they're amazing. And I paid like, like I said, like 60 bucks. So I mean, like, Wireless headphones, they're they're getting there. I really want to try a pair of the fully, truly wireless ones sometimes so I can see if that's kind of the next stage. But for me, they, they, they don't offer enough battery life, right? Because it's saying like five hours battery life for this Elite 65T. That's probably at a medium to minimal volume. And I listen at a medium to high volume and I need my headphones to last, you know, a minimum of six to eight hours because I use them at work. You know what I mean? So having something that, you know, lasts, you know, three to five hours and then I have to put it in a stupid case for half an hour to get another few hours charged out of it to put it back in. That makes the whole point of having headphones kind of. Well, that's why I like these me. wired headphones, because you can fit a battery in in like the wire or the neck brace. So you can extend the battery like the. uh like the 65T, like the 65Es we're looking at, that's uh, eight hours with noise canceling on, 13 hours with noise canceling off, and there's no carry case you need oh, to extend insane. it. That's battery exactly. life. And they just, 
Yeah, and they just sit around your neck when you're not using them instead of like be, they have to be either in your ear or in the case. So I prefer personally the more wired type so far. But I mean, things can only get better from here. And the 65Ts are supposedly the best of the year when it comes to truly wireless headphones. I personally don't really like the truly wireless yet but you know i also haven't had a huge chance to uh to get the no yeah maybe 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 <laughs> that's why you had me pick this one just exactly. so you could be like hey mike why don't you go read this by the way i've got a perfectly good argument to shoot it down <laughs> uh something that i would uh personally like to get to know a little better myself though is the google home hub have you seen this before mike so this is um the newest version of the google home First, they had the regular Google Home. Then they came out with the Google Home Mini. Then they came out with the Google Home Max, which is amazing, but way too expensive. Now they have the Google Home. You mean Hub. the baby and monitor? Is, um, almost, I guess. It probably could do that if you had a Nest Cam somewhere. Um, but basically, this is set up not only to control your entire uh, smart home, because you, you can easily get to uh, your lights, your power outlet controls, your thermostat, like any of those smart devices that are hooked in through your Google Assistant, you can easily have tactile visual representations of the switches and the dim percentages, all of that. But you also get a visual representation uh, for uh, your Google Assistant and when you're asking a question. So if you're asking it for a recipe, it can now show you a video demonstration along with the written instructions and follow along with you. If you're asking it to show you a music video, it can show you that. If you're asking it to show you uh, a picture of something, you're like, hey, uh, what does this look like? And it can show you a picture. So it's really interesting what it can do. Uh, it's got an okay speaker. Uh, it doesn't have a camera, which I actually like because you know that nobody's spying on you. Nobody can hack it and, you know, none of that. So that's good. And the best part, it's only $129 not on sale, Mike. American, but still. That's almost as expensive or, I guess, as cheap, depending on the way you look at it, as the regular Google Home. The regular Google Home is... 100 to 129 dollars canadian so that means that this guy here is probably selling for about 149 to 179 canadian so for like 30 40 dollars more you get a screen you get a seven inch screen with your google home now mike hmm i think it's freaking amazing uh you can hook it up to so many different things like the uh the nest hello video doorbell you can hook it up with the other nest cameras you can hook it up with your nest thermostat um, just so many different products that you can hook it up with your Wemo devices, uh, Philips Hue, uh, Lifex, all these different products that you can have it uh, connect with uh, and, and work together. It's just incredible and it is so cute and it's only $129 and I want one so bad. So 2019, I can promise you I will probably, maybe possibly, hopefully have one of those. And if I do, then there's also a good chance that I might have divorce papers on my because <laughs> my wife will kill me if I buy any more technology, let me tell you. <laughs> you're, you're telling me she's not going to be a fan of the Nest thermostat with new rings? You know what? I actually um, tried to install one already. I've owned, uh, well, not a Nest, but I, I've already owned three different smart thermostats, and unfortunately the 
uh, furnace that we have in our condominium doesn't allow a smart device to be hooked up to it, unfortunately. So I can't do that, even if I wanted to. Smart devices, dumb thermostat. Exactly. It really doesn't help. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of my first uh, my first favorite tech of the year for our under 300 category. Mike, what else do you got? Well, you know me. I don't know. Do I? Right. You know, I got a PlayStation, right? Do you? I, I thought Fuck, at I... this point, I, at this point, I'm not sure. <laughs> but if I did have a PlayStation or if I definitely had a PlayStation and I decided that this podcasting shit is just not paying the bills and I need to be uh, I need to start taking the the techno chatter to the Twitch dot ios then i would probably be looking at the vantage game controller oh i think you would this definitely looks like something that those guys in the uh what do they even call it it's the the gaming national gaming league or something because there's totally oh, the esports league. yeah esports this totally looks like something those esports guys would use man yeah because who has time to put their thumbs on the damn fucking pads when you can just swing your fingers on the on the underbelly and just start whacking paddles that can be wired to or mapped to anything that you need. And if, if those triggers just aren't big enough for you, well, hot diggity dog, we've got things for you like sax buttons, which are like, because if you thought having two buttons on each side for the triggers and the bumpers wasn't enough now you got a third button yeah so the they seem to have a button instead of where the triggers are it's more uh on the actual side of the controller they've got side side ones now and then on top of that like you said they've got uh flippers on the bottom so it's got four extra buttons on the bottom of the controller flipper extenders yeah like where the basically where your batteries would go in in like an older style controller or something and then on the front like underside almost like where like just the bottom of your thumb would be resting below the joystick and the d-pad they've actually got another um touch pad which is uh, a touch sensitive pad for your volume only which is very interesting so it's now for ps4 it's got two touch pads one for the ps4 and one for your volume control it's really interesting looking controller uh very we got professional little tensions we got tension adjustments for the uh pull depth oh yeah you could so the the the, the crazy thing about these controllers that i've heard of uh, and I think this is why you chose it is you can change every every single thing on it if you don't like the feel of your triggers if they're not tight enough if it's too if it's too quick to to push down you can tighten it and make it harder to push down if you want a longer trigger you can take off your trigger and put on a different one if you want smaller thumbsticks take them off put them put different ones on you want different colored buttons you want like all these different things everything can be completely taken apart on this thing right it sure looks that way it's freaking insane man i didn't even know what sax buttons are but now i can't stop thinking about them <laughs> yeah exactly so what what is something like this run though i mean like you'd think that something that like i could probably buy this for the same like this has got to be like what 299 or something like 249 for something like this it's like well, so technologically want... <laughs> advanced it's got to be the same price as the ps4 itself right well if you want one that is just a, a wired model that can run up to about 220 dollars 
or a hundred and twenty, a hundred and eighty dollars. I don't even know why I came up with that two twenty one. But if you want the wired one or the wireless one, or I guess optional wireless, yeah, that is okay. Well, the wired models go from one. 70 but the wireless models which have low latency and a protective case because you know when you start losing at a game and you start wanting to grab and twist this controller then you know you want it to be you want it to handle your momentary lapses of rage <laughs> and those ones can run up to 200 dollars. so if you ever wanted a controller that costs as much as the fucking unit itself then why not spend it on the Scuff Gaming Vantage? So, you, like, I don't know, man. I get, like, I, if you're really into hardcore gaming, I guess $180 isn't that bad for, like, the wired one at least. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about spending $200 plus for a wireless one, but 180 for the wired one maybe. You better, start, you better be racking the fucking Twitch Bitcoin gold thumb up things whatever twitch does to make money you better you better be getting some of that in order to uh consider this an investment oh yeah for sure i mean like it is certainly not cheap by any means however honestly you got to adjust that mic volume on the fly so you can scream like pootie pie I, <laughs> you, you, I, you gotta you gotta say... be able to mute your you gotta mute your mic on the fly when you start when you start using the nazi you know nazis may not have had such bad ideas like you got to be able to mute the mic when you start talking that stuff. If uh, he could definitely, if I use had one hundred and eighty dollars to spend on something, though, um, personally, I would spend it on something a little more fun, something like say uh, Lego Voltron per se, or mm -hmm. even better, a Lego or a Lego built app controlled Batmobile. For $120, yes, that's right. You can now build your own Batmobile and drive it with an app on your phone. It is a fully remote-controlled, hand-built Batmobile. You build it yourself, and it drives itself with a wireless oh, connection shit. to your phone. It's, and it's, it's a tumbler. And it's only $120. Uh, I don't know if I need to say this anymore. It's $120. Roughly. That's a lot for an RC Lego toy. But it is think... the fucking... It is the tumbler from Batman Begins. I don't really think that's that much if you think about it, man. Because, I mean, Lego sets as it is run very expensive. You know what I mean? Like, Lego's not cheap as it is. So... $120 for a cool Lego thing that you can drive seems like a pretty good deal to me. I mean, they don't seem to, to show it in anybody's hands, so I can't see exactly how big it is. I'm pretty sure it's certainly not like as big as you would think uh, or as many pieces as you would think. It's not like one of their super huge sets like the, uh, what is it, the uh, like the Death Star that has something like 4,000 or 5,000 pieces you know what I mean? Like this is going to be like a couple hundred, but uh, just the fact, thing. just the fact that you can totally, um, you know, control this with with your app is is just so much fun. Yeah, but it looks like it's roughly just like a little bit bigger than my fist. Yeah, I would I would agree. For a so, hundred dollars, that is fucking overpriced garbage. Well, all Lego is overpriced garbage. That's the point of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, I, I, I if this was 50 bucks, then I'd be like, okay, that's kind of neat. Well, that would never be $50. If it was $50, it'd be Mega Bloks, not Lego. <laughs> so that kind of wraps it up for our, our under $300. The Batman himself looks kind of neat. He, oh, he's he's got like a yeah, he's got scruffy. But the best part is like what they've painted on his Lego body is like broad shoulders that narrow at the hips. Like you see the bat suit, it looks like it's narrowing. So you just have to wonder what's filling out the rest of that rhombus design that all Lego men have. And it's just like the belt that seems to be extending beyond his hips. I think you need we- to watch uh, the Lego movie too to be able to find that out. That uh, wraps it up for our under $300 uh, list. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off with our over $300 list of the our favorite gadgets of 2018? I like my iPad Air, but it's only going to be a matter of time before the iOS updates just don't apply to it anymore because... You know, that's the way it goes. So if I ever thought about jumping ship from the iPad Air, or I don't know even know what they're going to call it. They used to call it like the iPad 2, the iPad 3, the iPad 4, then the iPad Air. Now it's going to be the iPad Surface Air Missile. I don't fucking know. Uh, that'll be the next one after after you get this. It'd be iPad Air to Surface Missile. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it'll probably be like the land air missile because if I wanted anything, a tablet with the word Surface in it, I would be looking to Microsoft to get the Surface Go, which is apparently perfect for all of my daily tasks, giving me laptop performance, tablet portability, and a stunning touchscreen with the power Windows 10 Home in S mode. Fuck, it's about time I got a tablet that supported S mode. What the fuck is S mode? Dude, like... I've actually never heard of Esmo. <laughs> you sent me this fucking thing. You tell me. I'm just trying to run with it. I was trying to be your Flav of Flav and be like, yeah, boy. Well, I'll tell you what I see that makes it special. It's got a nice 10-inch pixel sense display with 1800 by 1200. That's 217 PPI, motherfucker. Resolution. That's not that bad, I guess. A 3-2 right. aspect. And a 10-point multi-touch and ink. When have you seen a tablet that has and ink? Never. What's and well, ink? You, ha- you have now. <laughs> and storage. Holy shit, have we got storage. We got 64 gigabytes of EMMC. Man, if you thought 128 solid if you thought 128 gigabytes solid state drive was good, you'd never had it in EMMC before. You have no idea what that means, do you? It's words. Oh my god, you're terrible. <laughs> and you know, you know those wireless headphones you need? Fuck them. We got a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack so you can get some nice cheapies in there and listen to your music on a budget. And even better, you know what? It looks like it's got a USB-C port as well. Yep. Because, you know, if you're tired of fiddling around with those micro USB ports and you're like, fuck, is this like the wide bottom? Is this the narrow top? Is it an upside down? Maybe if I jiggle it a bit. What I love about USB-C, you could be blind drunk or just waking up and just thinking like, oh, fuck, I'm so tired, I can't see. And just grab it, pretty much narrowly get it towards the hole, and it'll get in there. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and USB-C is so much more powerful than even USB-A. So it's definitely uh, where we're going. But I mean, this thing is, is like basically iPad sized. It only weighs just over a pound, but it's basically giving you a full computer experience, right? So it's like the regular Surface, but even smaller than a regular Surface, even cheaper and even lighter than a regular Surface. So it's like the Surface Lite, basically. Or Surface RT, if, uh, if anybody remembers that uh, Microsoft bungle. You remember the Surface yep. RT? That was terrible. Oh, God, that was so bad. At least well, this R time around. RT, that's, that's, right? Terrible. Yes, exactly. Well, this time around, they seem to have at least, you know, fixed it in the sense that, like, it's, it's at least running the exact same mode of Windows that, uh, that the other one is. So it can run all of your regular apps, like any app that you would run, reg run regularly on your uh, normal Windows computer, this can totally do. And it can also even use the... Uh, the Surface Pen, which is pretty interesting if you're an artist or if you like actually writing things down, you can even use the Surface Pen, which is pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure if you did have a Surface Pen before, you're thinking, I wish I could have used this in S mode. And now you oh. finally can. Dreams I can, do, dreams I do come wait. true. I cannot wait to use the, the S mode. Um, it's going to change my world. There ain't Once no I... surface like an S mode surface because an S mode surface don't stop. That's yeah. As soon as I find out what an what an S mode surface is, the thing that I really find hilarious though is like they're S they're saying this pixel the pixel sense you how the no pixel like sense uh, screen just sounds absolutely terrible, um, in the sense that like yeah it's you know twelve hundred by eight hundred so it's like what is that WXVGA? So it's not even HD technically, but they they have to come up with something to make it sound like um, you know really powerful, really nice, or like even the uh, what what do they call it on uh, on on the iOS ones? What do they call them? The pixel screens or oh the, the Retina optical, display? Yeah, Retina. They had to come up with something to make it seem like a Retina. So they called it a Pixel Sense because that sounds really stunning, but like. 1200 by 800 and 219 ppi oh this is 1200 by 1800 so that's got to be like over that's got to be oh, hd sorry. hd is like yeah, 1000 no. sorry i thought he said by 800 okay so that is definitely hd but i mean it's still at 219 ppi or whatever that's not um, um, amazing at all i mean like my pixel 2 xl has a ppi of like 450 or something i think your phone which is now a couple of years old has a ppi of somewhere around 360 to 380 um so i mean this certainly isn't that great but um, at the same time it is a very small screen so you're not even really going to notice that it's that you know like that it's that bad it's like having like a um if you had like a 4k screen that was only you know 22 inches you're really not going to notice a difference in a 4K screen or a 1080 screen at that size. Now, you talk know, about like multitasking. It, this thing can handle 10-point multi-touch. So if you want to get all your fingers working this fucking thing like a DJ booth, you can. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I would love to see some guy walk up to the party and you just think, oh, man, like, where's your turntables? Where's your... Where's your deck, man? Where's your tables? And he just we like takes a... out this one thing, plugs it into the wall. 
then he like whips out his hands and he starts like like lowering faders like digital faders on I'm his pretty tablet. sure you would need at least two of them to be able to do that properly but I, I mean you could probably do that I'm well sure. it says 10 point multi-touch so it is apparently accommodating all 10 fingers yes but it's also a matter of um how much can you get on the screen like you need two, like it just, you need, you definitely need two screens to be able to do that properly with multiple songs, to be able to go back and forth between them, to be able to mix two songs together and then fade into a third song. You wouldn't definitely need two. Uh, but anyway, speaking of miniaturization, um, I recently discovered this and I am, oh my God, oh goddamn freaking crazy excited for it. The Osmo Pocket. Um, this is insanity. Just absolute insanity. Um, it's a pocket gimbal. It is a 4K, three-axis, stabilized, handheld gimbal camera in one. Um, so I, this summer, I actually bought myself a Smooth Q gimbal uh, for my phone to be able to get more cinematic um, movements out of it and whatnot. And uh, it worked out really well. It was really cool. The only problem is, is it takes a little while sometimes, like a, a minute or two to be able to, you know, you got to take it out of the out of the box. Then you got to put your phone on it. Then you got to balance your phone. Then you have to turn it on. Then it's got to connect. Then you got to open the app. And then boom, now I'm ready to go. Whereas something like this Osmo Pocket, which is basically like, I don't know, the size of like a remote control for a television. Um, you just turn it on and go. And you're you're done. That's it. You just turn it on and you're filming. It's got everything already there, ready to go. Um, and it's I've seen a whole bunch of uh, videos of people testing it out. And you know what? For how small it is, it is absolutely incredible. Yeah, of course, it's not going to be the same as, you know, something that costs, you know, a couple thousand dollars or even, you know, a, a DSLR being just held really stably. It's not going to put out the same you know, quite the same aspect ratio or, or video, but for the price, I mean, this thing is only what, 200 or, uh, 299, three, sorry, 349. So it's $349. It's not that much at all, man. Gimbals alone, a gimbal for a cell phone, a cell phone gimbal minimum runs a hundred to $150. But for a decent one, you're looking at about 199 249 for a gimbal for a gimbal for a uh, DSLR camera you're looking at probably you know 199 to 299 so and this is its own thing it's yeah ev everything so combined so you don't have to everything attach it to combined anything. so you don't have to attach anything and you can slip it in your pocket and bring it with you anywhere it can even go underwater it has an underwater case that they've made for it and you can go I think up to uh, 60 feet deep with it and be able to can capture underwater videos as well, which is pretty damn intense. It has a USB-C and lightning adapter on the side, so you can actually just snap it into the uh, USB-C or lightning adapter, uh, where your charging port on your phone, and basically use your phone as a bigger screen for the camera because and, it has uh, a screen on it, but you can use your phone, hook it right into your phone, use your phone uh, for storage, and uh, to be able to get more features out of it. It's really intense. I would definitely suggest anybody who's into uh, filmmaking, even casually, if you're into some casual filmmaking, like the Osmo Pocket is great, especially for travel. This is insane. I cannot wait to get my hands on one of these. If it you, if so you want fun. to up your sex tape game, you can't go better than the Osmo Pocket. 
Um, I guess, yeah. That well, you want to be able true. to handle those rapid movements, the shifts, the thrusts. If you eventually lose your balance because you're too busy looking at the fucking camera to watch where you're putting your foot, then and you end up falling, then at least you'll get a nice stable descent on camera. True. Um, well, what else do you have for us? What's your What's your next uh, over three hundred dollar product that you felt like? You well, I think to talk I think about? I think we just stumbled upon my new Patreon exclusive idea for anybody that wants to support the show. Then, you know, if you end up supporting for like fifty bucks a month, then you know we can start talking about some uh, tech chatter after dark exclusive content. Uh, yeah, no, that you can have that on your own channel. Thank you. We're good. Well, you know, while you've got your tiny little gimbal in your hands, in my hands, I'm thinking the new Palm. A tiny phone to keep you away from your phone. What? Because, you know, why would you want to have your phone in your hand when you can have a phone to answer your phone? Well, that makes sense. So, if you want... Oh, fuck, I can't even, I can't even read this with a straight face anymore. This fucking hipster asshole... Looking at his phone like he's just stumbled upon like the next the next amazing thing. The Palm phone is a device that you can add onto your plan which shares your phone number so it's an extension of your phone to keep you from using your big phone. So it's kind of like an Apple Watch or, or one of the, the, the uh, more expensive uh, Google Watches or the Samsung Watches where you can put your own mini SIM in it. Yeah, I might need you to take over this because I'm just fucking enraged at the very concept of this thing. Oh, I thought you'd love it. It's, <laughs> it's a mini phone to keep you away from your phone. So that way you can be playing, you know, um, whatever stupid, you know. Uh, Hustle Castle? City. Yeah, sure. Or uh, what's that one? Beaches or something. You know, War, War of Beaches and League. War League of, of Kings where you can just send one squad, one one side of blue against one side of red and yeah or league of legends and all that kind of crap or you play the sultan game where you can basically insult your wife because she got fat and then trade her in for a slave or whatever those chinese video games are about okay or you could just play a regular game and then you could be answering seen phone calls ads? on this little thing no and i don't want to that sounds it's, terrible it, it would absolutely is I'm, I'm not i'm not advocating for that game in any fucking way it is terrible like like they will like you will you have a choice of buying like slave girls and the, and they're trying to say this like live like a sultan and i'm like this is on facebook man get that shit away from me <laughs> um it's called live like uh, called like i want to be the king or something you well this uh, phone that we're talking about is uh very, oh we're still talking very about tiny. this yes it is very very tiny it only has a 800 milliamp battery and it has a very, very tiny, um, uh, what do they call it? Like, it, it, the, like the whole thing is only 50 by 97 millimeters. It only weighs 62 grams and it only has one single USB-C port. However, because it has a extremely tiny 3.3 inch screen, it actually has a 445 PPI LCD display because it's so small. So that is actually not too bad. That's actually a very, very clear screen. And it even has a rear camera with 12 megapixels and an 8 megapixel selfie camera. 
It's packing a Snapdragon 435 paired to 3 gigabytes of RAM and around 32 gigs of storage. So, I mean, like, this is actually a pretty decent phone. If they actually put all of these things together and put it inside... Too bad it relies on your actual phone. Well, see, that's the thing is I don't think it would... It doesn't have to rely on it, I don't think. It just... That's what they made it for. Because if you can put your own um, thing in it, I'm sure somebody else has come up with something where you can just use it as your own phone. You know what I mean? But even still, it's just an accessory for your other phone, right? So it's like if you want to go running, basically, if you want to go out running, you take this with you instead of your regular phone. You can still answer your phone calls and you have something smaller with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I don't. This is this is an atrocity that you've stuck me with and I don't want to take any credit for it. Well, the listeners obviously know you put zero effort into this show now. So I'll just go on with the next one. I did put effort into it and then I got burned out. Yeah, bullshit. Speaking of uh, burning out, has your old projector burned out? Well, it's about time to pick up a new one. I know I just did. I just bought a brand new projector actually the other day. So I'm super into projectors right now. I've done a lot of uh, research over the past few months. And one of them that I actually almost bought uh, and got a whole bunch of awards was actually the Anchor Nebula Capsule. Mike, you're familiar with Anchor, correct? The, the same people that make my awesome power bank? Yes, those exact same people. They make projectors as well now, apparently. Uh, they came out with their first one a couple of years ago, and it's called the Nebula Capsule. And it's basically the size of a Coke can, maybe just a little bit bigger. And it is powered by Android 7.1, has a up to four-hour uh, battery runtime, so you don't need a plug or anything it's got android wi-fi bluetooth so you actually just put this right down and you can stream to it you can stream from it you can all sorts of different things it can get uh, upwards of a hundred inch picture with you know perfect crystal clearness you can always make it bigger than they claim but you know they always put a cap on it so that you're not making it too big because it starts when you make a projector bigger than what it's quote-unquote supposed to be they get a little darker and a little less clear so it's saying up to 100 uh, inches and that's with an ANSI uh, lumen rating of around 100 lumens which is uh, not that bad I actually used to have the Moto Z Moto Share projector which went on the back of the different Moto Z phones and that was at 50 lumens and I used it all the time everywhere it was so much fun. So this one here is $350 right now for a 480p, which is standard definition, which again, isn't that bad. That's what my old projector used to be, regular standard definition, except that it's the size of a can of pop and it's got its own built-in Bluetooth speakers uh, that you can use or you can hook it up to external speakers. It's got an HDMI. You can also download netflix apps or whatever app you want onto it because it runs android and it's 350 dollars mike that is absolutely insane is it not yeah it's i'm i've i've was always uh not impressed with projectors because even in a dark room they always seem to be either too washed out or in a room with adequate lighting they're just too dull this looks like it's actually putting some power into the picture oh yeah it's it's not that bad at all um see i found 
the the issue is a lot of the time you have uh, these you know Chinese knockoff projectors that people are toting these days, and uh, you know they'll say like three thousand lumens, you know five thousand lumens when it's really actually only like a couple hundred, if that. So they really make a bad name for these companies that are really trying to put good products out there at decent prices. Uh, so much so that Nebula has now actually launched a Kickstarter for the second capsule. And the second one is going to be a full HD 720p picture, 100% brighter being it's, I believe it's at around 200 or 220 ANSI lumens. Uh, so you'll be able to uh, make it a little bit bigger. I believe they say up to about 120 inches now, as well as it's going to be much brighter. It's going to be louder. It's got a built-in Google Assistant, a one-second autofocus, and it's even USB-C compatible. And this is going to be, I believe, around $500, which is, uh, again, not that bad considering it's got a you know a few hours uh, battery life in it. So you'll be able to watch a full movie uh, it's got Android version 9, which is like the newest version of Android, you know, so it's going to be running for a little while. And again, it's still basically the size of a can of Coke, maybe a King Can or a Tallboy. But all of that for $500, you can bring it anywhere and set yourself up a movie inside, outside. That's amazing to me. They've already raised uh, $1.67 million of their $50,000 goal with 4,018 uh, backers. So that's pretty intense, don't you think, Mike? Incredible. It looks like it's got a great clear picture, although those things are usually simulated, so I'd love to see what they're capable of in person. Uh, well, you will probably be able to see what it is capable of uh, shortly, or at least what a, a picture similar to that is, as when I get mine. Uh, you'll be coming over some for some movie nights. So. Oh, so you, you've <laughs> hopped on the uh, the crowdsourcing bandwagon and chipped in your money for this? Oh, no, not for this one. I'm saying when I get my projector, which is also 720p. Mm -hmm. I ordered a projector that's not this, but it is 720p, although it is going to be brighter than this. They, they say that this has uh, 200 ANSI lumens. The one that I ordered is uh, 550 ANSI lumens. Or sorry, uh, two, two fifty to three fifty, depending on its if it's plugged in or not. I believe. So definitely brighter than this. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, that kind of uh, that wraps up the over three hundred dollars. Uh, I was just super excited about those because, uh, you know, projectors are amazing. They're so much fun to have around to have a, a full on movie night, and uh, you know, for gaming, you can't go wrong in gaming over. 100 inches so really what are you gonna do uh so that pretty much brings us to the end of our episode uh we wanted to do a quick best of 2018 episode that did not work out well <laughs> uh this has been an extremely long episode for 2018 uh but uh yeah that pretty much brings us to a wrap mike what uh what do you got to promote where can people hear your other works well if you want to hear the shows that we keep under an hour you can check out the graveyard shift <laughs> the graveyard shift horror with children and mike podcast where we talk about horror movies which we actually got rich on recently to discuss videodrome and apparently that videodrome killed the radio star <laughs> 
Yep, and then uh, that apparently lit a fire in you because we've been talking quite a bit about horror movies lately, including that uh, is true. Gremlins. You uh, you you like Gremlins, right? Oh, love it. Although I have to admit that for the longest time, I thought it was a straight up horror, and uh, I didn't rewatch it after the first time I saw it when I was a kid until probably sometime within the last ten years or so was the first time that I rewatched it again because I thought it was too scary. But uh, I was wrong. That was just my child self remembering it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch it uh, pretty much for the first time. Like, I think I'd seen it before, but it had been so long that it had been completely scrubbed from my memory. So I got <laughs> to uh, re-experience it for the first time after covering it for the Graveyard Shift. And we had a fantastic time discussing how how a movie with, that is so good can have so many obvious flaws, problems, inconsistencies, and despite being that poorly thought out, still is so damn good. And then we also saw Jack Frost. Nice. All right. Uh, what about uh, any other shows you got going on? Well, the Playing With Power podcast is sporadically updating thanks to my co-host just deciding i'm gonna have another kid and <laughs> having said other kid and basically just not showing up anymore to record so i'm trying to get a new host we're uh we're looking into it there will be new episodes just uh just trying to get him to show up for a final time to actually say goodbye which is surprisingly difficult and then there's the taste test which uh is also sporadically updating because Brandon is moving around and cannot record. All right. Well, uh, and this is um, <laughs> where you can hear me for now. Uh, future podcasts coming in the new year. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, I guess that's it for now. So it is now safe to power off your device. Am I supposed to stop?